Welcome to episode 139 of Random Encounter, the RPG Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Steinman, Pale Robbie on the boards. I don't really use the boards anymore, though, Derek. I think, uh, I think I've think i kind of joined you. And I yeah. Just, yeah. Well, you don't even have a Twitter, but what we need to start doing is at least giving our Twitter handles at the beginning of the podcast. That's Derek Heemsbergen, everybody. Hey, everybody. I'm uh, Derek Heemsbergen. Uh, Derek, secret of man. Uh, Heemsbergen. Nice, nice. Oh, Derek, I meant to ask you because I am watching it for the first time ever and I am totally into it and I need to ask your opinion. Who is the best drag queen on RuPaul's Drag Race this season? Go. What, All-Stars 3? Yeah, who's the best? Trixie Mattel. Well, you are so wrong. You are so wrong. It is Okay, just because... Just because... Bendela's great. Trixie's got the comedy. Yeah, I don't know. Trixie. You messed up on the most recent episode. Oh, really yeah. The, the Snatch Game was terrible. Yeah. Like, Trixie yeah. was awful. Also, I can't stand Trixie's makeup. I know. I'm sorry, but I, I hate it. It's not so, for you, Rob. I know. I'm sorry, but Ben de la Creme is so damn funny. Uh, ben de la Creme is super talented. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will. I'm like, Jackie, as soon as uh, Ben de la Creme but comes to Philadelphia, I'm going. If I learn how to paint my eyes really ridiculous and overdraw my lips, I could look like Trixie Mattel because we have, like, the same head shape. Okay, no, I could see that. I could see that. <laughs> That's not really why I like her. I just, I like what she's done uh, outside of the show. Yeah, no, Ben's great too. Yeah, Ben was I think phenomenal. I like everybody this season, except I don't uh, like, uh, I don't like Kennedy Davenport. Uh, no, Kennedy's been okay, but like Chi Chi, I'm glad Chi Chi, uh, spoilers, I'm glad Chi Chi's gone. Because <laughs> oh like, God. just not funny at, at like, all. Uh, just not funny at all. Yeah, okay. she messed up bad. She's a good should, girl. But should we have a separate spoiler cast for this? Because, I mean, you, uh, we have, all, our entire audience is just furious that you spoiled Hey, that yeah. Shout outs to my friends over at Reading is Fundamental. It's a RuPaul's Drag Race podcast that records every <gasps> Oh, my God. I want to be on that episode. Oh, my God. I want to be on that. <laughs> I'm, yeah, like, so fun. deep in. I, I am, like, totally into it right now. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, who okay. else do we have here on this podcast? Uh, I, I'm just now thinking about Trixie Mattel again. Uh, we have uh, Mike. Dear God, can you play more Monster Hunter in a given week, Solosi? Yep, that's me, Mike Rathalosi, and I just oh, <laughs> oh snap! I, I've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter the past couple weeks, and if you're wondering why I haven't been on very many retro encounter episodes in February, that's exactly why. He's been shirking his duties to go out and hunt monsters and hunt, hunt wildlife. You know, I, I wouldn't use the verb shirk, but you, you're basically right, so I'm not going to get too mad about it. But what's wrong with using the word shirk? It's, it's, I don't know. It's just, it has a real negative connotation. Oh, really? I, I don't okay, like I don't that. Do that. I'm a little hurt. Okay, okay. I meant, I meant more skipping your duties. Skipping okay, yeah. That's, that yeah, okay. yeah, skipping's a fun verb. Okay. It's like, it's like jaunty. It's, it's like a snow day, but for monster hunting, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's quite cold in these. <laughs> okay, so uh, who else are we getting on here? We got Robert. Uh, I need something for Fenner. Oh, Robert, I'm a disappointment to you, Fenner. What the? No, oh, I'm, almost... a, no I'm a disappointment to you because I You're... did not get the chicken in Yakuza 0. Oh, well, there's still time, I'm sure. I know. No, but I need to stop playing Yakuza 0. It's good to be back. I think I haven't been on random in maybe a year. Um, but um, you're, you're all my Valentine. 
Aww. I feel much better. But yeah, I, I, I finished Yakuza 0, so I'm very happy that I finished that. Uh, it was amazing. That's something that I've been meaning to go back to. I, I went really deep into the uh, the real estate minigame, and I started doing a lot of the Hostess Club, and I neglected my wife, who is standing over me right now and giving me a look. Uh, yeah, so... Um, I, I really got into it. I really enjoyed the end of that game, but man, some of those final bosses were bull. Like, wow, I'm glad nobody yeah. was around me when I was beating that. I, I just think that's, that that that's game... That series. Yeah, it's it's just suck down health potions until you beat the beat the big bad, because they're just going to take out like half your health bar in one attack. It, it was a little bit of a bummer, but I'm still really excited for Yakuza 6, and I'm glad I finished it. It's going to be good. I just didn't be good. I just didn't get the chicken. So I'm I'm sorry, everybody. Okay, we've delayed this long enough. It is time to talk about the Monster Hunter World. Uh, I think we all did. We all buy it. I think we all bought it. Yeah. 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 We Wait, all then, bought it. Uh, let me go check. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I did yeah, buy yeah, it. Okay. Oh yeah. I don't think I don't think Solosi's heard of this. It's kind of niche for him. No. 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 Yeah. Solosi's not a big fan of this and or Dragon Quest. It's not or like Super Sentai. Yeah. It's not, it's uh, not like yeah, literal yeah. tears came to my eyes when I watched the trailer at E3 or anything. <laughs> oh, God. So uh, um, Steph was sitting next to me and she called me a little bitch and I agreed. <laughs> so, Solosi, I think Jesus, Solosi, I think you should probably start with the Monster Hunter World. So you, you had exposure to this series. You were yes. super excited. We we all saw it at E three together. We had the uh, the great announcer who was like super super crazy. Uh, what do you think of this? How's how's it come along? Right. Well, um, uh, to give you a shortened version of my Monster Hunter story, there, uh, I, we even recorded a Monster Hunter podcast episode on Retro a couple weeks ago, so you can listen to that if, you, if you're interested, listeners. But uh, I played a lot of Monster Hunter on the PSP, on the, the PSP Monster Hunter games that came out in North America, but then I fell off the wagon a little bit, went, um, and I didn't really play much after, say, 2011 or so. But and I, I tried some of the GBA and the and I'm sorry GBA the one of the 3DS and the first Wii one and didn't really get grabbed by either of them. But I was really interested again seeing that first trailer for Monster Hunter World at E3 because it looked like it solved a lot of my technical issues with the series. And I tried one of the betas and I just fell in love again. And I I you know I am I'm practically driving the uh, the like hype train for it now. I am so excited to play it. I've played it almost every day since it came out. Uh, my uh, regular hunting partner that uh, uh, I used to play with on the PSP all the time is he has about 150 hours into it now, which is more than me. And uh, it, it's been really positively, positively received. It's the best selling uh, game in the series already, I think, or on the way its way to being. It's the fastest selling Capcom game ever, which sounds insane. That is and, nuts. Like and, that, uh, that stat was insane. Like and uh, and, 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 and um, our coworker Nick on the website gave it a ninety-eight, which is you know very high praise indeed. Whew. So it's I, I've been having a lot of fun with that score from us. Digital Devil Saga two, I think. I think you're right. Actually. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. I, I have. I'm not. No, I don't know if there's a good way to sort by review score. That might be coming in the future. But I don't know if we can do that Ooh, now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but, but but anyway. I, so I, I'm. Not, I have not beaten the game yet. I've put about 90 hours into it, and I am probably four or five quests away from completing it. So, 
this is my first Monster Hunter. I am a Monster Hunter virgin, um, and I picked it up kind of on a whim. I I saw like all of the huge positivity over the game. It was kind of hard not to get swept up by it. So Jackie and I were out of Target. I picked it up. I think she actually liked the demo more than me, so I should probably get her turned on to it a little bit. Uh, Yes, Jackie, just rub it in a little bit more. Jackie, than you. you and I should hunt sometime, just yes, saying. Right ahead. Um, but I, I will say that I I had a very, like, um, a very weird, like, 12, 15 hours with the game where uh, I, I got really, really high on it very, very fast, like two or three hours in. I found the longsword. I felt really good. I was having a lot of fun with it. I was going long, out. Longsword's one of the three weapons I use the most. Yeah, I was, mm-hmm. I was getting into it. I was developing combos. I felt comfortable. Um, but then I, I kind of fell off of it very hard and I don't, that to me, isn't that it's a bad game. It's that I think that this is a very unique style game. There's really nothing else like it. It's very much, uh, dependent on multiplayer on fighting monsters over and over again, harvesting their organs, which sounds really bad when you say it like mm-hmm. that. That's what you yeah. do. Mm, Dinner's yeah. ready. It's like, uh, it's like repo, the genetic opera. Uh, <laughs> Oh, oh my god, deep it? cut. There's that's, a, a, that's a deep cut, right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> in that movie. What a reference. I do what I can. So, like, but I think I kind of came to terms with the fact that the game's really not for me. I haven't had a chance to play multiplayer, and I could see that being very appealing, but I got a little bored fighting the same monsters over and over again. I got deeply frustrated with Bear Off. I just... I, I just did not enjoy that fight at all. I, I changed up my tactics. My my bone sword kept clanging off of him, so I went with for an iron. Yeah, well, I went for the iron sword, and that felt a lot better. Maybe if I play with the hammer, I'll, oh. I'll get into it more. But I like mobility a yeah, lot. In, in general, um, the bone versus iron tree for most of the slicing weapons, iron gets you a little more sharpness, and bone gets you a little more damage. In yeah. General. And and I I started to figure that out, and we're going to get to what this game tells you and what it doesn't tell you in a second. But I I think I just I realized what this game was doing, and it sort of got put into a. I don't really think this is for me, but again, that doesn't mean the game is bad. I think that just means that it's not filling my cup with what I want to get out of a game. Um, I I do have a serious issue with the game's pacing because it is just monster battle after monster battle. But if you're playing a multiplayer focused game, that makes total sense. Like getting into the fight as quickly as possible, playing with your friends, doing quests over and over again, that makes total sense. But I'm, I've really turned into a pacing person when it comes to video games and games that have bad pacing, I tend not to finish. And so, you know, a multiplayer online focused game like Monster Hunter World, I think appeals to other gamers, but Maybe not so much me, but it is very impressive of a title. Right. Uh, I don't know that it's an issue of pacing. I may, I, maybe we just have different ideas of what the word pacing refers to in the context of... Okay, okay. But, I mean, th- that's the game, though. The game oh, yeah, is yeah. hunting the monsters, so like, what do you want there to be in between hunting monsters? Well, I, I think so. Uh, some of the pacing things that I've seen are like, the first time you fight a monster, correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like the first time you fight them, it is a much longer fight than when you hunt them afterwards. Well, like, yeah, just well, you because know of your, your weapon ability, right, and because you know the strategies to but take I, them down. I also feel like... Cut scenes. But I also feel like there's also a damage thing going on. Like my first fight with Baroth, Baroth was like almost 30 minutes, and then after that was like 16. And I, it was definitely I got better. Maybe I'm just being clouded by that. But like it, 
it felt like that first encounter was super, super long. Um, and I don't, I, I get a little bored fighting the same thing over and over again for long periods of time. And it's cool that they develop new attacks and stuff. Baroth goes and rolls in the mud or, uh, Kadachi like runs away into the woods to do his flying squirrel thing, which is really unique, but like, you know, just kind of dodging the same attack over and over again. And then, you know, Oh, I want to go harvest this monster again. So I'm going to start another investigation. Again, that's just me, though. Like, that that started to bum me out a little bit. I'm sure if I fought, like, the same boss in Dark Souls 20 times in a row, I'd start going, like, all right, I'm a little I'm a little tired of this. And I, I, I said it before, I was kind of hoping that maybe there would be some smaller monsters to fight. I have a bitch of a time fighting smaller monsters in this game because the targeting is just not that great. Like, when you're hitting something the size of a boat, it's a hell of a lot easier. But, like, one of the little, like, tiny jag- jagresses running around, like, just targeting them is a pain. Like, yeah. Yeah, and if you if you're using the long sword or say the hammer that has a very uh, like a very hurt, uh, vertical hit zone, then it's um, a lot, then you know positioning and with no auto targeting makes it very difficult to get them normally. Which is why for small monsters that aren't flying, like something that has more of a horizontal stroke, like yeah. the R two combos in the long sword or like the circle combo in the switch axe, is way easier mm-hmm. for. Getting uh for getting small monsters, but it's I don't, I don't want to get into too much into minutia. There, like I think there's really four aspects to enjoying Monster Hunter, and mm-hmm. um it, it's mastering the weapons, mastering the monsters themselves, mastering your environment, and then the loop of getting better equipment by um uh, by, by those first three masteries. And I think it, that's it, all fair, yeah. yeah. And and if any of that seems boring or not fun, then you're gonna have a harder and harder time enjoying it. But for me, it's I think that the weapons are cool, the monsters are cool, and the environments are cool. And getting more and more out of them, I, I've not gotten fatigued by it yet. It's uh, and also there's the environments. Man, there's only five major uh, major zones, and then a bunch of smaller things like the training area and the and the and the special arena and stuff. But those five zones are amazing. I, I love yeah. just exploring around them. It's so dense. Yeah, yeah they're, they're so dense and vertical. I get lost in the in the first one in the ancient forest a lot, just because there's like there's can the canopies have canopies, and <laughs> and uh, and going into your map, you have to like go to the different elevation layers to figure out what's going on. And even if you have your scout flies auto tracking a monster, they can get confused if they change elevation and distance at the same and uh, horizontal distance at the same time quickly. There's also there's so much going on, but I mean I mean if you're getting frustrated by some of the basic bones of the game and you don't have, and you're, and you're not involved in the multiplayer and have someone guiding or explaining along, it, it can be really hard. But uh, fortunately when I first started playing monster hunter in like 2008 ish, uh, I did have a more experienced friend who was explaining parts to me that weren't immediately explained and mm-hmm. providing a regular multiplayer partner. And both of those helped a lot because if you get uh, trapped in a solo hole playing a monster hunter game, you will start to hate it quickly. That's why. Mm-hmm. That's why I stopped playing it because I didn't have. Um, I didn't have someone to play with and didn't like the part of the game I was in. So I just stopped playing Monster Hunter for oh seven years. Yeah, but, and that that could definitely be a factor with me. And and mm-hmm. Solosi, you've been kind enough to say like, let's do some hunts together. And I'm I'm not completely out of the game yet. And Steven's yelling at me to also join him online. <laughs> like I'm I'm going to give it an online try because I think that's where the real magic of the game is. Oh, and I think I'm sure. missing, I think I'm definitely missing that right now. I, I'm a similar rank to you. I'm happy to to join you on some some co- current hunts, Rob. Um. 
And, and and that's definitely like a you know I'm the weirdo that plays Diablo by myself. Like I'll play with other people, but I really enjoy playing those games solo. I'm I'm just well. Who would have um, thought, thought? I'm antisocial. I never would have expected that. But like I just I prefer playing games by myself, and I think Monster Hunter it really shines when you're playing multiplayer. And so I'm, I'm doing the game a disservice by playing it like that. If it's bothering me, it's Rob, well, I, I also sorry, play solo. Ahead, sorry, Rob, sorry, both Robs. Um, <laughs> I, I also play Diablo solo sometimes, but like, if you like me playing Diablo solo is me doing like a solitary thing. It's almost relaxing. Like I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just watching enemies explode and fall before me and I can go through it at my own pace just you know, just like strutting around as my witch doctor while my pygmies take care of everything or something. But if I want to like complete an armor set or work or grind, then I'll just find a lobby and just cl- and find a group of two or three people and just mow everything down for speed's sake. But Monster Hunter, I don't think hits either of those two spots. Like it's not really leisurely fighting no, these monsters no. because they're because even a monster that I've I've fought ten times can kill me in three or four hits if I. Don't if I you know have bad positioning or dodge poorly, so it's like I'm going in there very goal oriented, hunting the monsters I need for my next equipment or or to clear a quest, and just and taking very uh, taking care of all of this. Um, it's it, it's different than playing Diablo solo, and it's almost always better in multiplayer, especially if you're on chat in multiplayer, because it's basically the best kind of co-op boss fight that you can do. Mm-hmm. 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 Um. Fenner, even though, even though only, there's only about 30 monsters in the game total, and I haven't even fought all of them yet. Now, Fenner, you wanted to jump in there a little bit a second ago? Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, um, have you... Um, it, it sounds like you're somewhat keen on the genre, but not getting to grips with this game. Have you played any of like the more sort of narrative-focused hunting games, like like God Eater or Soul Sacrifice Delta? I'm sorry, what game was that? What game? There's, was there's, that? The, there's the God Eater series. Soul Sacrifice. There it oh. is. Oh. Soul Sacrifice. Oh. oh, you guys were messing with me. Uh, no, no. <laughs> um, no, Sounds like not- you're well acquainted with it. So I haven't played uh, I played like the demo for Soul Sacrifice and that didn't really do it for me. So I think it could okay. be a, it could be a genre thing. Um mm-hmm. and, but like I I can definitely see the appeal. I mean like these monsters have mm-hmm. so many different attacks and it does feel really good when you dodge them and you get that good hit or when you cut their tail off. Like that is like yeah. really damn satisfying and I can see the appeal of that. Um mm-hmm. The thing that I do want to be a little critical of on this game, because I think all that's like taste, like that's that's just like, okay, you know, sports games aren't for this other person, like that's all fine. The thing that I'm a little critical of this game, because I think it's both a huge plus and also a little bit of a minus, definitely more of a plus than a minus. The world is amazing, just like Solosi said, and seeing these monsters run around the environment is brilliant, and I love it when they fight each other, even when it dicks me over sometimes. I, 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 I stepped out of camp on a hunt I was doing about a week ago or so, and three monsters were already fighting in the open area right next to camp. It was yeah. insane. Like that stuff's that stuff is so damn cool. But when a monster kind of like 
sort of shimmies up a hill and they don't look real right in the environment and they kind of shift down or like Baroth just completely, I'm, I'm just going to keep picking on Baroth cause I hate him, but like <laughs> he just, he just plows through a piece of the environment and hits me and he's like clipping through things. Like I get it. I get that. You know, we only get better with video games by pushing technology, but there, there are parts where monster hunter world looks really rough and that like, you're not fighting them in, in environments that are specifically designed for them you're not fighting them in the arenas from the original games but those <laughs> those moments and and that's a good thing like that's awesome for the series but there there are just moments where i see some weird stuff and i start getting like really pissed at this game like wow i just took a hit and i w- thought i was pretty safe behind this wall and oh then boy i like, teleported I, around it and i i wish you had been around for the psp well of course you were around i wish you had played some of the psp monster hunter games so we could complain about the hit boxes of specific monsters and their moves like the i mean uh, i mean fans know what i'm talking about like the plesioth hip check or the uh, or the diablo's thrust that seemed to affect the entire room sometimes <laughs> which just, it, it like I, I would be behind the plesioth and about to leave the room and he would hip check somewhere over there and it would hit the entire room i, I don't uh, still makes me mad thinking about it, but uh, mm-hmm. like like uh, there is some you know technical issues and visual issues in this game, and it's it's and it, also if the the camera's not always your friend, the camera's way better than it used to be, but it's it's not perfect, and sometimes you can get hit by something off camera, and uh, and the semi random nature of hunts, there will usually be at least two or three large monsters in any environment you're in, um, especially if uh, um especially if you're not hunting an elder dragon cuz later in the game when you're hunting elder dragons they most they usually scare away every other monster in the uh in in the in the location including small ones which makes it seem quite eerie in fact but uh like like oh why aren't there even small monsters buzzing around oh man there's a dragon with a lion face but uh that's what I'm trying to kill now and it's very frustrating but are you playing it right now no, 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 not right now. Like earlier okay, today. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm just... But the, the, but the, that's like the that's the monster at the top of my quest list. It's called a Teostra, and it, it it like it will blow its wings and make dust appear everywhere, then snap its fangs, and all the dust will explode. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, so yeah, it's he's a delight. But anyway, um, yeah, like there is still some technical issues that are noticeable, even like when you're wearing armor with a cape, it'll still clip with the sword that's on your back and you know the cape will billow and it'll be on top of your sword and under your sword at the same time it's like that doesn't make sense but uh, who cares uh, it's I, all right I, like it, it's it, <laughs> well the, the it's, clipping... it's, still, it's still the best version of this oh yeah uh, of and, this loop that i've ever tried and it I, I am not close to done with it yet and, and clipping on the characters doesn't bother me because that's not impacting the gameplay but like when when a monster like kind of clips around a piece of the environment and their hitbox seems to extend about 15 feet in front of their face and I, I I get hit. I think thankfully I haven't run into anything in the game where like anything's a one-shot kill. If it was a one-shot kill, like controller through the TV, like I am done oh, my with friend. this goddamn like I am done you, with this uh, goddamn game. Like if you continue, you will uh you will see uh, one or two one-shots. I'm sure they're there, but like I, I actually think the game does a pretty good job of easing you into those hunts, like without stomping you completely. Yeah. But like and uh, then fighting, you find what like what resistances you can bring into the yeah. next go around. 
But like Kadachi, just like there were a couple hits where like I- I'm sitting there going like he seemed to be holding homing in on my palico, went through the palico, and yet snapped his jaws shut twenty feet in front of me, and I still took damage. And like it, I'm I'm just like okay game like it, it helps to take a sort of just a step by step approach a lot of the time it's like okay I just died what did I do wrong what can I do to get better like do I need new armor or a new weapon is there some item that'll help me because the the first time I carded in the game which is you know slang for dying three times in one hunt and and basically losing the hunt uh, was the um was pretty. Pretty recently, it was earlier this week, I was fighting a, uh, a solo Nergigante hunt for the first time. And uh, I got him weak enough that he was limping and, and falling asleep in his lair. But every time I would wake him up, he would enrage and kill him. And uh, even when I had a, a 50% health boost from eating, he would deal more than 75% of my health with one, with one dive attack. So mm-hmm. like, one, like one regular attack followed by the dive would kill me every time. And I and I got and I did a triple card and lost. But anyway, so anyway, I I asked my friends, "Hey, is there something I can do about this guy? Is there a way around his dive?" And they told me about an item called the Vitality Mantle that will l- allow me to eat one of those dives for free most of the time, and also uh, advice about when he falls asleep, laying down bombs for a free 150 or 200 damage uh, for when he wakes. And just uh, like there's there, even though I've been playing this game for years. And I've put up 90 hours into this one. There were still steps I hadn't taken to improve my individual strategy for a new monster. And this game is always making you learn and research more. And 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 these these boss fights are so uh, they're so I don't want to say crafted because sometimes they do seem too random. But but they're so intense and in my opinion, like interestingly designed that I'm still not sick of it. Like. Uh, and shoot, they did something that I, I I didn't notice this until I'd been playing the game for fifty hours or something. But the order of the of the uh, monsters that they give you to fight usually give you good armor or a good weapon weakness for the next set of monsters. Hmm. Like, like like the last two monsters that you fight in in I think three star are the Anjanath and the Toby Kadachi, which give you your first fire and lightning weapons. And then in the next, the three big monsters in the next zone are all weak against fire or lightning or both. And uh, and and uh, the final monster that you hunt in low rank before the uh, B- Big Zora Magdros fight is weak against ice, and the the final monster of the previous area it gives you your first ice weapons. So so it's like there's a logic to the and to the like escalation of the monsters you fight and the quest design that is I, yeah. I didn't notice until I was already you know way too deep into it. That's a good example of behind the curtain design stuff that isn't immediately obvious at first glance. Cause I sure as hell didn't realize that. And now that you pointed it out, it's like, Oh yeah, they did think about that. Didn't they? Yeah. I'm just, I'm really surprised because um, I'm just, I'm surprised to hear Rob having so much trouble with it. And I think it's totally okay if the game isn't for you and I'm not going to like begrudge you that in any way. It's just, I just suck at it, Derek. I know. No, like I have never liked monster hunter up to this point, And I feel like this is the one that works yeah, same here. And it, I guess it just surprises me because it seems like this game has always been sort of in your wheelhouse more so than mine anyway, Rob. And then like, mm-hmm. I thought, you know, if, if I was at a, a, a one, then you would be at a two in terms of how much we like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just kind of surprising to me, but I, no, I hear I, what you're saying about some of the animations. Um, I, I think the other thing is that, um, and, and, oh God, I, I promised myself I was going to avoid making this comparison, but. You know, oh, oh, okay. Uh, uh, to, to be no, fair, we, Rob, to be fair. 
The first time I tried a Souls game, it reminded me of Monster Hunter. Okay, so I don't but think same I'm... same here. It's why I I bounced off of Dark Souls when when it was current. It took me until beating Bloodborne to get back into it. I think that the the environment of Monster Hunter World is definitely a step in the right direction to make me love this game. But like where I really love the souls games it's like they're always showing me something new i'm always fighting a new enemy i'm coming up on something that's like oh god i have no idea what this thing is oh god it's gonna kill me and those encounters are usually very short i think that the 15 20 minute encounters in monster hunter i just start getting restless like okay i've dodged this dude's attack like 30 times i know what the hell i'm doing and i i complain the same way about overly long boss fights in the souls games like if a souls boss goes more than five minutes like it just starts annoying me like i've figured you out i've seen everything you have and uh, admittedly i think monster hunter monsters have way more moves and way more variety so i can deal with that a little bit but derek i think you're 100 percent right I, I was expecting to kind of be drawn in a little bit more but i think that this is so multiplayer focused and i'm not doing the game a service by doing the multiplayer that it's hurting me like the souls games are pretty much single player games with multiplayer sprinkled on top i think monster hunter is a multiplayer game and i should i should either you know shit or get off the pot i either need to start playing it like a multiplayer game or just decide that it's not for me and maybe i come back after playing multiplayer with the guys and i go holy crap like this is amazing and i want to do it every night and slosi's like for the love of god rob calm down but i think like, you'll probably like it if you play it with like i think i will i think i'm gonna end up liking it more because they, there is something there i am digging it and the palico is so cute i made him look like my cat that i've had since mm-hmm. I- uh, they made the but, Pelicos cuter than ever and more useful than ever. They are so cute. They are really cute. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about the UI in the game and how it tells you some things and doesn't tell you others? And like, if I have to scream one time at a, one more time at a Japanese developer for their map, like there there are moments where the scout flies just don't work. Like I've, I've like activated them and they don't chase after the monster. And then I go into the menu and I do it again and they chase after him. It's, it's, there's, there's some weirdness going on there. That's maybe I don't understand how all the systems are working, but it starts making you feel like something isn't working. Like I gotta say, I mean, there, there's lots of obtuse things like sub, uh, sub dark souls, um, obtuse of like, um, like hidden elements and what certain skills oh, do. Yeah. And there's a lot of I, things I didn't, that I didn't realize. Yeah, I, I didn't understand hidden elements until uh, someone told me because I was, I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm building this uh, Diablo sword. I didn't know Diablo had ice element. And he goes, oh no, that's hidden element. That they're, they're telling you it has ice element, but it doesn't actually. I'm like, what are you? What, what do you mean? What? No, no, no. It, it does, but you have to <laughs> uh, yeah. like, you have to activate it through a certain through certain steps in combat. Basically, if you look at the weapon tree and um, a show a, a weapon is shown to have a status effect or an an elemental effect, but it's grayed out, then that means it does not have that effect, and it only activates if you equip a certain armor skill called free element. Yeah, I had that explained to me this morning. It's crazy. That happened to me a week or two, at, at least a week ago. I don't know exactly how long ago, but it was a it was an unpleasant surprise. Are these the remnants of old Monster Hunter design creeping in, and or are they intentionally left there so that people feel familiar, or are they just like uh, bad decisions that they didn't write given the opportunity to? I um I know it was in one one of the Monster Hunter games I missed. They introduced it in one of the uh, Wii or Wii U ones. I don't know exactly which, Wii but it's but it's not it's not very well explained. I mean, because if if you look at the weapon tree, the it'll show like on that Diablo sword I was looking at. It showed the ice elemental right there, but 
ice was grayed out instead of in white text. And that was the only difference. And hmm. it's not communicated really at all. And I guess if I had built that weapon and started attacking with it, I wouldn't have seen splashes of ice around because it hmm. was it wouldn't have been there. But it, there's there's a lot that is underexplained, and I'm not I'm not going to try and defend that at all. It's it's sure. it's a problem sometimes. But they give you give you a lot of information, but it's not always enough information. Yeah, un- underexplained is probably the right word to choose here too. Yeah, because it's and, like they're you know the features are there, but they're just not. Super oh cool. yeah, but but at the same time, I think that the game does do a good job of like those first couple monster fights are very doable to somebody who had never played these games before and was still getting used to basic mechanics and still putzing around with weapons that I was never going to use in the entire game. So like, it is very accommodating to first time players, but I think the minutia is like it, it's like freaking vagrant story like like holy crap does this go deep but i think that that's what keeps people so enthralled in these games and that's great like it it is there and i haven't had to screw around with it too much but if i really wanted to dig deep into this game it's there for me to do it yeah it's there's surprising depth and like I'm, I definitely haven't learned everything I possibly could around it, and it's and sometimes, but sometimes it feels too much like a game of information, and you're not being given enough information. So I'm, I, I understand that criticism, and it's not much of a defense for me to say, oh well, it's fine for me because I've spent you know dozens of hours on my own time reading about it. It's like that's like that's not an endorsement. <laughs> that that just means I'm a crazy person. Uh, but uh, yeah, that it's. There's a lot going on here, and Rob, if if you if you're willing to give it another chance, I will happily play multiplayer with you at Aww. any time convenient for both of us. Just don't make fun. Same of here. Me. Just don't make fun of me, guys. Just just don't. Make oh no no no! I, no, I, no I won't do it with you because I'm a I'm a cold hearted witch. Wow, Jesus man! <laughs> just and, even, and even if you're hunting something that I don't need, <laughs> even if you're hunting something that I don't need the materials for anymore, it's like down the line I might need. I don't know, Toby Kadachi claws for some decoration or some potion that I wasn't anticipating. So I'm so not you're a hoarder. Got it. Oh yeah. You just got yes. like a storage chest full of just squirrel neck pieces. And, like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm, trying get, I'm trying to get a Raytheon Ruby for a weapon. And I have hunted so many Raytheon that I think I have 10 Raytheon plaints, which are the second rarest material and no, <laughs> and no rubies. When I, I said am- you have a chest full of dinosaur talons, uh, my boyfriend, Jeremy, like, came over into my line of sight and nodded furiously and pointed at himself. <laughs> right? No, no, Jer- Jeremy gets it. Yeah, yeah Jeremy gets it. Oh, like, uh, I, I, what was that one fight, like, in the middle of the game when you first get to the middle of the game? In the game when you get to the, the desert area and, like, you accidentally run into a Rathalos, I thought I should fight it. So, like, I just dropped everything. I'm like, I'm gonna kill that Rathalos. And I started fighting it for, like, five minutes, like, put some damage on it. And then what, it co- what, me- what color was it? Uh, white, I want to say? Like, oh. hmm. I put some damage on him, and then he hit me once and nearly killed me. And I was like, "Oh, I'm going to assume I'm not supposed to fight this right now." And I just scurried away, and it turned out I was right. Uh, yeah, yeah, where I am in the game, there's a monster that has an unfortunate, uh, an unfortunate tactic of always crashing your other hunts, and uh, it, it's it flies high high in the air like a Rathalos does, but has a bigger wingspan and and drops explosive scales on it. uh, on you so like if you're fighting something and you hear the music change and a shadow appear over you then you then you just get the worst feeling of dread it's like oh run away run away explosive scales coming i I just i I just had a flashback to like the the tank music from left for dead like the dun 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 like oh god yeah like they they, like (laughs) having the living ecology with with, with, like, unrelated monsters crashing your other hunts is, 
kind of awesome in a way to watch it happen, but also really frustrating when it gets in the way of your fun. Yeah, yeah, and and that can kind of create some of the jank, like when when like two of them start going at it and like rolling around the environment, and you're not sure when to attack. You know, it's. I, I think the game is ambitious as all hell, though. So I, I'm willing to give it a pretty wide berth for you know how far this series has come. And when people are like, "Yeah, you used to just walk into like an arena and fight these monsters, and now they're like." wandering around and how cool that is and that's something i don't appreciate as much as a long-time player and i think it's important to point that out it's cool sure yeah Mm, it's it's cool cool. we've been talking a lot about it but the the uh verdict is it's cool it's cool it's cool i made the mistake of also getting a bayonetta 2 so that's been taking up uh my time right i just bought that a few hours ago (laughs) yeah I, i haven't i haven't fired it up yet though what'd you say derek I just said I'm surprised you got it with uh, Monster Hunter taking up I'm your time. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot with disposable income, uh, and that's that's not <laughs> well, a good combination. Hold on to your wallet, folks, because I've just had come over the come over the wire right now. Beep 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 beep. Oh. Peach Beach coming to Steam <gasps> on March. 7th. Oh, oh man, how many copies should we get? Peach 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 Peach. No, I'm digging Bayonetta too. It's just I still I really suck at that game, and I've got to get my timing down in it because it's all about which time. I I decided I had to play that game when I heard the uh, Dancy Trancy remix of Moon River. That's in it. Oh yeah, that is really (laughs) good. The first game has uh, gives the same treatment to to fly me to the moon. It's so good. good. Very interesting choice of you know like celestial body themed songs from decades and decades ago. Just remember to get that bat time. Otherwise, you you might get a little frustrated with it because the the dodging is very very finely tuned and it gives you a little bit more invincibility. And I I think that's kind of needed. Okay, no need to get good, noob. Yeah, I need to totally get good. But like sometimes that game, like the it it is a platinum game, and sometimes their camera. Well, sometimes their cameras take just a holiday in like another country, like Metal Gear Rising, and I'm just like, wow. Like okay. a Roman holiday? Yes. It's a different, sure. different Audrey Hepburn movie, but whatever. I'll take all it. All those platinum games do have the same feel, but it's weird how like different they all are. They have that floaty feel, like near feels like Bayonetta, but like Bayonetta has so many more moves, like and, and so many different combos. And then you have something like Metal Gear Rising, which is based around that cut mechanic. Like Platinum's weird. They're so weird of a develop. Like ah, I, I love cool. them sometimes and I hate them other times. Mm. I'm mad at myself for not finishing near. I'm sorry, Derek. That's okay. I forgive you. I'm I'm sorry. I I I listened to all the stories, spoilers, and I I think that game does some really cool things. I just you know. It is what it is. Maybe we'll do that spoiler encounter. At some I still point. think you're a wonderful person, and I'm proud to call you my friend. Aww. Aw, you're just happy I'm not going to E3. You're like, oh, thank God I get a break uh, from this. Oof, yeah, I get, a, uh, I get to rest. I know, I know. But now who am I going to snuggle with? I know. Well, you got so I volunteer as tribute. Yes. <laughs> I love there you guys. There it is. All right, Derek, uh, you were, uh, I think, you weren't sharpening your knives about Secret of Mana. You were actually like coming to the game's defense a little. Well, okay, all right. So not not entirely. Um, so Secret of Mana, we're we're going to talk about a couple of things today, a couple of remakes, and I know that we don't cover Shadow of the Colossus on RPG Fan, but I know Rob wanted to bring it up um, mm-hmm. just in terms of like some stuff that's happening with two remakes that released in a very short window. Yeah, uh, one is very faithful, and one has a little bit of. Well, I guess Shadow of the Colossus is still very faithful, but it I'd, I'd say they're both pretty. I mean, I haven't played Secret of Mana, but speaking to Shadow of the Colossus, very faithful. Yeah. Very faithful. So, all right. So, Secret of Mana, um, I'm reviewing it for uh, my other outlet, and I 
I'm really surprised because I haven't read any reviews like full text. I've seen a couple of snippets here and there because I don't like to write, <coughs> excuse me, I don't like to read reviews of anything that I'm reviewing because I, I don't want it to influence my opinion. So I always wait until I'm done uh, playing and writing mine until I read somebody else's take. But, you know, I can't help but see incidental stuff on Twitter, etc. And I've seen a lot of hate for The Secret of Mana remake. Now, I don't think that it is better than the original. So Secret of Mana, the original, is one of my most beloved games of all time. And the thing you about know, this... Remake, a very tasteful and beautiful tattoo of it, in fact. Yeah, that is, that is an amazing tattoo. If I was going to do one, mm. it would be that, but then you'd get mad at me for stealing your idea. No, that's okay. <laughs> We'd just be blood brothers at that point. Because uh, we actually bled in the same way. Anyway, um, yeah, so Secret of Mana, it's, it's actually almost astonishing how authentically it recreates the feel of the original Secret of Mana. It's like one-to-one in terms of the way characters move, the way weapon attacks hit enemies, how there's like that weird little um, invulnerability delay when enemies are on the ground and they like can't get hit again. And they actually, they increase the window so that you can land more hits while, uh, while they're on the ground. This is all very technical, but what surprises me about Secret of Mana Remake is it's like so incredibly faithful in terms of the feel. Just crapping on it because they're like, I guess people wanted it to be more modernized. And I, I see that. And I actually agree. I think it should have been more modernized. But if the two options were like stick closely to the mold of the original Secret of Mana or do something completely different, I'm surprised that so many people are railing against the developers for sticking so closely to the original mold. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what I, I think is like obvious right off the bat is that visually it's it's a downgrade because even though they rendered everything in 3D, the 3D has kind of a budget cheap feel to it. And there are little elements here and there like character mouths don't animate in cutscenes, even though they're speaking with voice acting. And there are animations like when you go to whip yourself across a chasm, it still does actually sort of the same animation as in the original where you have a weird, awkward whip animation, your character tugs on it, and then everybody just kind of flies over. Um, same with in the beginning of the game when you're getting bullied by the the kid Elliot and he's pushing you, you do sort of like the awkward jumping backwards animation instead of them rendering the character pushing Randy or whatever. It it seems weird to me that they would stick so closely to the original in terms of the animations that they use because those animations were a result of them having limited resources to depict all of these various scenes. So I mean, cut, cut it, down from the original, what, like the SNES CD PlayStation. <laughs> huh? Yeah. So it seems to me that that would be something that they should have updated. They should have put more care into a lot of these animations to make the game feel a little bit more lively and a little bit more modern while still retaining the feel of the gameplay, but they didn't. So um, if you play the original secret of mana and then you play the remake, you'll find that they feel pretty much the same. Now, whether that's a good or a bad thing is up to you. Um, I think that it's perfectly serviceable, but not better. And I'm just surprised to see so much vitriol. Like I've heard people saying like, oh, this is an abomination. My childhood's ruined. Yeah. And so well, anybody who says that, though, come well, on. Yeah, yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, let's settle down a little bit. <laughs> I, I think that the what's interesting here is that I'm playing the Shadow of the Colossus remake and we've seen mostly glowing reviews from that the game's actually reviewing better than when it came out in 2005 and i think that's a whole other article to talk about um and i i adore shadow of the colossus it's one of my favorite games but i will say that it's such a faithful remake that 
at the same time introduces a little bit more jank at least you know shadow of the colossus is a weird game and that it's kind of your mileage may vary like sometimes we've seen some weird videos of that game and i've rarely run into those problems when i played it on ps2 when i played it on ps3 but they pretty much just did a straight remake on the playstation 4 it looks absolutely gorgeous but I'm also kind of sitting there saying it's the same damn game and mm-hmm. people are totally okay with that and loving on it. And I'm like, I said it at E3, I hope that they modernize this more or add some new stuff. They did add a photo mode, which is gorgeous. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to make a, a new set of desktop wallpapers from that. Cause they are just amazing to look at, but like, it's, I, I never knew I would like photo mode this much in yeah. various games, but yeah. I, I, I use it so much when I was playing uncharted four last year, but just it's, it, yeah, it, it's it's so it's so nice having so many games giving you this way to capture their own beauty. It's awesome. Yeah, and and but like Shadow of the Colossus on PS4 is roughly the same game with a new coat of paint, a very very beautiful coat of paint. But I've run into more problems than any of my other journeys through this game, and you know maybe I'm just unlucky. I am the glitch lich after all. But like I'm seeing, I'm seeing these glowing reviews for the game, and I'm like, guys, it's the same game from 2005. So to watch, as Derek was pointing out, people just absolutely going after Secret of Mana, holding up Shadow of the Colossus to be like amazing. Like, look, the the problem that people had with the Last Guardian, the, the fact that the camera was pretty bad. Guess what? The camera's pretty bad in Shadow mm-hmm. of the Colossus yeah. too. No, like, it's, it's bad in that too. I agree. Yeah, the, yeah. the camera's always been your opponent in that game. Part yeah, of yeah, like and shooting arrows is a pain in the ass. Like the dead zone on the arrows is terrible, just like it was in the original game. And maybe you know, maybe you don't put a score on a remake like this. I don't know, but it's it's been very weird watching people lose their minds over this game. And I'm like, y'all do remember when this game came out in 2005? You guys gave it sevens and eights. And it's an amazing game and one one of the best games I've ever played, one of the most memorable games I've ever played. But I think the nostalgia goggles are a little bit on this one where I'm like, no, the game still kind of has major control issues. It does. Yeah, I, I wonder if, if this is an instance of uh, feelings on the original just being projected onto it because I'm, I'm yeah. also very fond of Shadow of the Colossus and I know that my feelings on it have only intensified over time. Sure, and sure. It, and it was interesting to revisit it after all this time because I, I still, I love the remake and I was fortunate I didn't have any game-breaking like glitches or bugs or anything weird. Um, I kind of blazed through it. I was almost sad because I remember really short. pretty yeah. much everything. Yeah, and I, I must have beaten it. It must have taken like five hours tops. Yeah, it's it's basically just 16 boss fights and each one can take you like under 20 minutes right oh god you can beat them probably 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 way faster the the longest fight in the game i think is the 14th colossus which uh that's the one where you have to jump on all the pillars and he knocks everything over funny Mm. story that that's the longest colossus fight in the game and the game hard locked on me on that after i had yeah, that so that left a giant bad taste in my mouth, and I had to do it all over again. Uh, but most of the Colossi, especially when you're doing time attack, you can beat them in under five minutes. Like they're okay. like they're designed to be that way. But uh, and yeah, the hard lock was another one of those. Yeah, my PS2 version of this didn't hard lock. God damn it! But like <laughs> it, it is a game that is very. It's very quick. It's over very fast, and but it makes a strong impression. And Derek, you're right. This game stands out of my memory above almost every gaming experience in my life. But it, but I still look at it and go, yeah, there's still some issues with it. And they added a sword. They added the gold coins that you could find, and that was really cool because it was based off of a blog that somebody had been doing for years of all the really cool spots in the game. Like all that's awesome. But I'm also like. 
man, you couldn't have included any of those uh, like Colossus designs that were in the art book. Like you couldn't have included the giant spider. Like, and then I I go back to the ultimate remake of all time for me, which is the Resident Evil remake, which is a completely mm. redone video game. And yeah, they decided not to do that with Secret of Mana and Shadow of the Colossus. That's fine. But that's why the Resident Evil remake is one of my favorite games ever, because it took an original game and made it absolutely amazing. And yeah. I, just, I just wonder if maybe a little bit, you know, maybe Shadow of the Colossus 2 was asking too much, and maybe that's a game that should never have a sequel, but like... Maybe, yeah. One new Colossus. Like, just. Yeah, I was kind of hoping for that too, but then I also worry that, you know, if it was anything less than completely, uh, you know, overwhelmingly amazing, then it would have left a bad taste in everybody's mouth. They would have been like, why did you add to a game that was already perfect? You're also um, getting into some tricky territory if you're adding stuff without Ueda's involvement. Right. And Ueda, they were kind of cagey about that. Like, Ueda was involved, but kind of, sort of not. he, he, He left partway through. Um, last Guardian, Guardian. Yeah. And right? Was, and he worked you know, as a contractor. As a but so. they, but at the announcement of the Shadow of the Colossus PS4 version, they did say that he was working with the team a little bit. But that could have did also they? been that that could have also been marketing speech. Like you don't know, like that. That's but still like restoring like early stage cut right. content without him being fully on board helming it. I can yeah. imagine they would be hesitant to do so. I mean, that's why you know, for example, the folks at Square Enix have said that they haven't you know, done a remake of Final Fantasy V or VI in the style of the DS4 remake because those the directors just aren't on board with that project. They don't want to do it without them. So. And that's fine. That's fine. Uh, oh, yeah. and, and I think it's also why Capcom just keeps remaking Okami instead of, do, instead of doing an Okami 2. Because, uh, <laughs> well, that game's already three times longer. Okami than 2. Thank you, well, Derek! Okami 10 is not, is not the Okami 2 yeah. people want. Come no, on. Okami 2 it. is in Okami. It's called the second arc of Okami. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess there's also an Okami 3, though. <laughs> this also yes, gives us... Yes. This also gives us an opportunity to talk about the the internet rage that was directed at Square Enix over uh, what was it they they announced that they were changing the design of Final Fantasy VII and the internet ripped in half. What like, does that even like? I don't know what that okay. means. I don't this, care. This like, one's completely like, passed me by. Fill me in, folks. Somebody somebody was saying that they were redesigning some of the characters in the Final Fantasy VII remake, like you would probably do when going from a game where they're made out of like cones cardboard. and triangles, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like where he's got his Popeye arms, which I love. But like people started losing their minds, and I'm like, okay, first off, we've barely seen this game even running, so everybody shut up. Second off, do you remember what, what the internet said when they said, oh, we're going to make this episodic? So they're still deciding what they want to do. And more importantly, while you're all bitching and moaning about maybe Cloud's hair design changing, Riku is over here with a Honda Civic Keyblade in Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> That's way more important to talk about right now. Yeah, Wait, what? Is that for real? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, re- they they with Honda? No, I don't think it's no. the with Honda, but it, it looks like a car key, man. It looks like the car keys on my side table right over there. I mean, you know, it's, you know, with, with Mario Kart having a tie in with Mercedes, I thought, you know, hey, maybe we will put in like a, a Honda key. Yeah, you, you know, <laughs> it, under, with that kind of context, maybe Rob wasn't joking. I understand. I, I just think that like the Final Fantasy VII remake is so out there right now. Like it is, it, it's like. It's not even on the horizon of my thought process right now. Yeah. And, how long? And, how long ago? How long away do you think 
do you guys think this one is? I, I'd say late 2019 at the earliest. Oh, yeah. no way. <laughs> like, you, you, mean, you, you think, think it's farther? Oh, yeah. For I, I think 2020 holiday season is my guess. It, it really yeah, depends. Like on Christmas it, 2020. I think it depends on if they do the episodic or if they make a full game. If they go episodic, I could see us getting something in 2019. If they say, oh, no, screw it. The fans want a full game. Yeah, then it's like 2020 PlayStation 5 territory. Like I and I I I know we've disagreed on this podcast before, but like I expect we see whatever the PlayStation four point five, PlayStation five, whatever the hell you want to call it. I think that's a twenty twenty thing. I absolutely think that's come that's going to be twenty twenty. So I, I and they've said now that Kingdom Hearts three is twenty eighteen, but that's a I'll believe it when I see it. Um, you know, maybe, that, maybe. The, the trailer and the assets they released uh, last week really let the internet fandom on fire. People, it, there was so much good. enthusiasm for it. It looks good, and it, it definitely looks further along than I would have. I would have given it credit. Um, but I just think that, like, first off, we're it's going to be a goddamn miracle if this Final Fantasy VII remake even comes out, and also. <sighs> What they've shown of it and how it it looks like Final Fantasy fifteen, I I think this might be another case of I don't know if this is for me. Like I, I look, I'm one of those weird people that loves Final Fantasy seven warts and all. Like that game is batshit bonkers. We've talked about it upside up up and down, but that is still a very playable game that you can play on your PC, on your PlayStation four, on your Vita. Yeah. You can play it everywhere, and it's still very playable. The thing about Final Fantasy seven in particular is that. You know, that game's development is so based in the 90s and uh, especially the late 90s. It's it's yeah, it's Evangelion. It's 90s anxieties. It's a complete it's 20 years ago. It's a completely different time and place. So when you're remaking it, I mean, if you're going to be slavish to it, what's the point? Um, It's not going to feel right. And if you're making it something else again, what's the point? What is that game? Yeah, I mean, I want a, a, you know, is it too much to ask for a turn-based Final Fantasy game? Like, you know, Final Fantasy XV didn't do it for me. I'm super excited for Dragon Quest XI because I know what that's going to be. You know, we're not going to get a turn-based Final Fantasy VII game. That's totally fine. But then at that point, I don't know if I really want to play it. Rob, let me introduce you to my old friend, the Octopath Traveler demo. I, yeah, I was going to mention that. I, actually. I, yeah, I, I think that that battle system showed a lot of promise. I, I'm a little nervous. We talked. We talked that's about that saga, that. though. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm a little, I'm a little nervous about that game because I, I felt like the battle system could fall into the Radiant Historia trap of like these battles take too long. But I definitely like what they're going for. Like, and I'm glad that they're tuning it and they, they've listened to fan feedback on that. That could be something really special. But like, those battles could get a little long in the tooth. So. It's also on yeah. the Switch. Need to see how of Radiant Historia. Party. Well, yeah. I just wanted to wrap up thoughts about Secret of Man really quick and oh, say yeah, that yeah, um, yeah. I feel like uh, this remake does not capture the essence of Secret of Mana, and I think it does lose something in the transition to C- to 3D. However, I do not feel like it is you know an absolute blasphemous uh, creation that should be slung into the pits of hell. <laughs> I just don't really understand like the the super super vocal outrage about it. And uh, I had another point that I kind of lost. So um, maybe it'll come to me when we talk about something else, but it's, it's okay. And I, I don't want to be an apologist for it either because I'm not trying to say like, Oh, just because it's a remake of a game I love, you know, I, cause that could go either way. That could go with the whole, like, ah, I love this game so much and I hate to see what they did to it. Or it could be, I love this game so much and I'm willing to accept any recreation of it, no matter how bad. So, yeah. 
And and I think it's also important for me to say that, like, with the Shadow of the Colossus remake, I'm not running around screaming from the rooftops, this game's a travesty, it's a 3 out of 10. Like, no, I'm saying that it's still the the 8 that I played. Uh, oh, God, this is going to hurt. This is the 8 that I played almost 13 years ago, but it's still one of the best games I've ever played in my life. Like, I still adore it, but it's still an 8. Like, yeah, it, sure. Yeah, and you know, but remakes are really hard. Remakes are really hard, and it's also yeah. a weird. It's a weird industry where I think with video games we are much more accepting of remakes versus like Hollywood, which keeps cramming remakes down our throat, and people get very upset about them. I, yeah. I think I think nostalgia is more powerful with games than with other media because like be, because of the interactivity, like like going through the motions of playing it again and. It just, I, I think it's the, you get more attached to game nostalgia than film nostalgia, just in general. I, there could be something to that, but like, as Jackie's yelling at me right now that they're thinking about doing a Clue remake. Okay, like, now, all right, yeah. we're we're yep. need a totally separate podcast. Or we're going to need to change the subject, man, because I have mm, flames, mm, flames, mm, the side, side of my face. face. <laughs> Communism, Solosi was just Which a red herring. <laughs> One plus I'm two so, plus two plus one, or one plus one plus two. I'm so proud of my students that every year I have a class that decides to watch that at the end of the year, and that makes me so happy. They're like, this looks really good, or some kids know about it, and it just makes me really happy. Uh, rest in peace, Madeline Kahn and Eileen Brennan. Yeah, yeah. But but why would anybody want a, a Final Fantasy VII remake when you can just watch Advent Children? <laughs> oh, dude. Okay, <laughs> please. <laughs> why would you even say that? That movie's You so say that, and we, we decided... I, I, did a, I watched all three Final Fantasy movies last year for a podcast, and we decided that Advent Children was probably the best one. Well, which, which one? Of what? We got Spirits Within, Kingsglaive, and, and Advent Children. I haven't yeah. seen the others. I've only seen Advent Children, but oh my the, god! What about the Final Fantasy V anime? Oh god! Your, your crystal Get goes into her chest, and she glows out her butt. And that dude gets in his underwear, and he gets tickled. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> Wait a minute! You haven't watched this, Derek? No. Yeah, I saw it when I was a kid. Uh, I have got to watch the Hollywood video. Yeah. Oh my god! I remember I, I was I was at a freaking game. GameStop, and it was right after Final Fantasy 7 came out, so they like fast tracked the OAV, and like it comes out, and I watch it, and I'm like, "What in the actual hell is this?" Jackie just tried to impale me with a pencil. Okay, uh, moving on from Secret of Mana and um, Pretz and his uh, girlfriend, oh, Pretz, and what? like the awful, nasty chocobo that looked like the uh, boneless meal at KFC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh God! Sorry, the grilled uh, chicken, not the boneless. Oh God! Okay, Salosi, uh, 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 talk to me about the Batman's. Talk oh, sure, me. the Batman's. Uh, talk, well, talk to me about Fred Batman's. Uh, I don't know how much it comes up on Random Encounter, but uh, Telltale's in the middle of a brand new Batman's um, series, a set of adventure games. They did a first season of it in 2016, and there are four episodes into a five-episode second bit now i think the last episode is supposed to come out in march april ish but episode four came out in the end of january so i um i played the 2016 season uh a couple months ago at the end of 2017 and loved it because i'm a batman fan and i haven't played enough telltale games to be sick of them and uh i started this new one because i i got I got more interested in it when I realized that four of them had come out and it would be ready to play in completion soon. So, cause I, I don't like waiting two months for a two, for a two hour part of a game. Yeah. But, that's rough. I agree but, but, but now that it's four out of five in, I think it's an okay time to start. And then by the time I, I finish these four, the fifth one will be right. will be right there. So that's, 
I, I, th- I thought that was acceptable. So I, um, I, I really like these because they are, they have some interesting interpretations and twists on the Batman mythos. And I think that some of the choices you make meaningfully, even if they don't meaningfully uh, have a big story impact, they do affect the moment to moment, what you're doing in the game way more than other telltale games do like, uh, Oh shoot. I don't know. Like, um, uh, choosing to confront two face versus penguin in the first season of it. Like, uh, basically if, Choosing one over the other main either meant you had to do the the next one without Batman technology, or Alfred had a gun to his head in the in the next one, like the, that 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 kind of level of choice, like not not meaningful for the like at a macro level, but at a moment to moment level changes the story and game a lot. And I'm having a lot of fun with it, especially because the uh, the big arc of the second season is a is a Joker story, which is maybe the most tired thing in Batman, but this is interesting enough that I don't. I'm not offended or hateful of it yet. And uh, <laughs> like, like weirdly, I, I haven't heard of the actor that they have voicing the Joker. It's a, it's some Canadian improv comedian who like telltale found him because he had a YouTube video where he did some fake Joker monologues, switching between the, uh, b- between the Nicholson ledger, Hamill and, and Cesar bo- jokers. And like, they liked it so much that they, that they, you know, picked him up and had him do an interpretation that's not quite any of those four, which I think is super interesting. But it's, yeah, this is it's a very Joker centric season right now. But it's, uh, but I think it's go- it's a good Batman story and by far my favorite Telltale game. I was just gonna say on the topic of being discovered like that, maybe you'll be discovered solo C for the role of uh, Doctor Claw in the upcoming Inspector Gadget reboot. That's definitely not yes. happening for your soul sacrifice voice. I'll get you, Inspector Gadget. Oh there my go. god, it's yeah. like he's in the room with me. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I think it's been easy to get a little um, cynical about the Telltale releases, but I, I, I think those games have all come out and people have been very happy with them. The, the one uh, I've heard the most as being the best one is the Tales from the Borderlands uh, game, which, yeah. I have not, which I have not played, but... Uh, yeah, oh, on PSN um, a little while ago. I've got it, but I haven't cracked it open yet. This will maybe this is a silly thing to say, but I resisted getting PS Plus for years, but I finally got it to play Monster Hunter World with friends. This is my shocked face. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. It was hard for me to keep up with all the Telltale games. I did like Walking Dead season one, season two. Um, that kind of had diminishing returns a little bit, but I think that's also the nature of Walking Dead, as the rest of the world has figured out that that show is not very good. Um, sorry, I, that was catty of me, and I shouldn't have done that, but that's just how I feel. I don't think anybody likes recent seasons of it. That's not that's no, not but like, based on the comic. But like I've been out of Walking Dead since like season two. Like when I realized, oh, we're just going to keep going from bad scenario to bad scenario with not yeah. a whole lot going on. Like it's I don't understand. Me. Yeah, I don't see uh, the appeal of that. I thought like, I thought that first Telltale series was great. Yeah, I was really into it. I think that you know the the, the daddening of video games as we <laughs> you know uh, between that Last of Us, the new God of War, like it's always been you know just dads and video games. Who would have thought as these developers get older and they start having families, we might see that reflected in the video games. That's I wonder. Have. I wonder if Bioshock <laughs> was one of the tipping points for that for that daddening. Probably because Ken well, Infinite. Was, yeah. Uh, no, just the no, original. Just yeah, oh, okay, right, 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 the girls. Yeah. yeah. Probably because Ken Levine was a little bit of an older developer in that respect, still making games. Like he wasn't like you know the the guys who uh, you know made games in the '80s that got out of it. Like you know that that was 
that was probably a little bit of the dadening of games a little bit. And I think the dadening of games is cool, honestly. Like, I, I think that's that's a unique perspective. Like, it's different, and that's cool. Now now we can Actually, maybe do the mothering of video games. Like, that I would guess, be awesome, too. I like, guess Yakuza might have been one of the earliest. Yeah, he he definitely yeah. adopts some yeah, shit. Wasn't, wasn't that first one, like, 03 or 04? Uh, 05. Yeah, okay, so it, it's been around It's been around a, lo- a while, and I mean, yeah. I would call the Yakuza main character a very dad. I, I will. Dad. Oh, he's I, he's daddy, all right. Yeah. There's more than one kind of daddy. <laughs> I I was telling Solosi a couple of days ago that he should get into the Yakuza series because I I know this this might seem weird. Like, go with me on it, but the Yakuza series to me is has a little bit in common with Dragon Quest in that those original games are <laughs> kind of hard. No, those original games are mm. kind of hard to go back to, but they've redone almost every one now, and they're all extremely playable and extremely fun. They're very like iterative. I don't think yeah. you need to play all of them, but like, no. thankfully, like every new game includes like summaries and cutscenes of the previous game. <laughs> but there, are, it's very like kind of minimal differences between each sequel. Mm-hmm. And and they they're big games. Like I I really thought yeah. that Yakuza Zero was going to be small, and then I ended up putting like sixty seventy hours into yeah, it. Yeah, no way, it. they're huge. Yeah, it was really, really big. I'm, uh, I've said before, I'm excited for six. I'm really excited for Fist of the North Star, and we need to get that in America. <laughs> I hope we get it. Yeah, I really want to get that game. But like, I want to take those cocktails really fast. Yes, I, 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 the the way that um, I have I haven't played any Yakuza game, but I'm pretty impressed with what I've seen of the of Zero and Kiwami and Six. But I think that those Yakuza writers definitely like them some Fist of the North Star and City Hunter because that yeah. very like that like very dramatic sort of like semi-urban stuff like it like it, it it makes sense that they, that those writers would be big fans of those stories and I think that mm-hmm. a lot of them are probably pretty jazzed to be working on a Fist of the North Star game. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and and the the iterative uh, the iterative nature that Fenner was pointing out a second ago, that's where I think it really lines up with Dragon Quest. Like the Dragon Quest games have been fairly iterative and but they've gone back and remade all of them and those DS games are absolutely phenomenal and everybody should play them. There's Dragon mm-hmm. Quest 8, which was you know, <clears throat> the best uh, remake of last year. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. It was I, got good. Yeah. I definitely got catty about that when we were doing our game of the year discussions. I was like, um this game is amazing, and I hate everybody who didn't love it. Thought uh, it was good. Yes. Did you, did you watch? Did you watch the new ending, Rob? No, I have not. Come I, on, I, dude! I, I, how many Dragon Quest games did I do in like a year and a half period? I, I obviously I played, one fewer than you should have because you didn't uh, see the new ending. Oh, you bastard! I, 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 I played me some Dragon Quest. Uh, you and you decided, did, and I'm proud of you. I've decided to not play Yakuza Kiwami until until after six. I need a little oh, bit of a break. That might be rough. No, I need <laughs> I need a little bit of a break right now because like it, th- that game to beat Yakuza Zero, I played it nonstop for like two weeks. Like mm-hmm. I totally neglected Jackie. This is why she bought a puppy. Like, like we, I, I, was just, <laughs> I was neglecting the crap out of her. She was getting so mad at me, but I was like, babe, I have got to get this real estate so I can get better moves. Okay. This is important. She's like, you keep beating up the same five guys over and over again. Like, what did they do to you? I, so I actually really got into that game's combat system after a while. It is not button mashy at all. And if you play it like that, it, it really doesn't feel good. And I had to get used to that. That's pretty, um, 
That's the word I'm looking for. You have to you have to have intent with everything you do. Yeah, and it's it is about like you need to knock people down. So you're actually I, I really like that about the game and that you want to use all your combos because like even just a square triangle combo gives you space. And that lets you open up the longer combos. But I, I, I said this before on the last podcast. It is so much more fun to play Kiryu over Majima. Kiryu's moves are just... So, no, Kiryu's base style is perfect. Like, there's so many moves. There's so much variety. Agoro just doesn't hit hard enough. Majima, Majima just doesn't... Uh, he does have the eye patch. I will. I will agree with you on that. But he he just doesn't hit hard enough. And Kiryu hits like a goddamn dump truck. Like he just knocks people around. It's so good. Okay, I I managed to get the conversation back to Yakuza. That's a point for me. Uh, Solosi, uh, you you like the Batman's? Yes, I like the Batman's, and um, it's uh, a non cringy version of Joker and Harley, which is surprising. Ooh, wow, that is. Yes. In, okay. in, this, in this one, Joker has a one-sided crush on Harley and not the other way around, which is... Oh, you know, okay. Which gives them, you know... That's an interesting uh, which, reversal. Gives you an idea of how much, of, how much they're allowed to twist things around. Uh, but yeah, these are, like, good interpretations of a lot of Batman characters. A lot of them are being recontextualized uh, in both the 2016 one and the current one. And as a longtime Batman fan, I like this Telltale thing a lot. That's all. Cool. Uh, the last thing is Fenner needs to unload on Tokyo Xanadu, apparently. Oh, oh I, think I think Derek and I can provide the assist on this one as okay, well. Okay, I, I can back yeah. up and just and just watch the fireworks is what you're saying? Move over yeah. Persona 5. There's a new king in town. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> God damn. I'm twitching visibly now, which is not great for an so, audio meeting. There's, there's so much uh, shade, it's a goddamn eclipse. Like, holy crap. Funnily enough, that's what the dungeons in this game are called. Yep. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well done, Rob. Um, I, hate, I hate myself right now. Okay. Fuck you, Xanadu. Uh, I'm playing this for a review. I'm very, very behind. Um, I'm <laughs> I, I, gotta st- I gotta stop. I, you cut out for a second, and I thought you said F you, Xanadu. <laughs> like, you came that in so fast. Mean, <laughs> still appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh... I don't know, insert joke about SoundCloud rapper Lil Xan here. Um this is um this is a this is a real mess of a game. Um and like n- not in that it's terribly offensive or broken. Um it's just it's <laughs> it's like spoilers for my upcoming review. It's remarkable just how unremarkable it is. Ooh. Yeah. Um it's a real shame because Solosi bought me Xanadu Next, and I haven't been playing it enough, but oh, I really Xanadu like Xanadu Next is amazing. I it's it's proto Dark Souls. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. It's really it's really vagrant story esque and feels yep. really forward thinking for two thousand five. Mm-hmm. And Tokyo Xanadu is like the opposite. It's like, oh. hey, let's try and bring all of the uh, all of the potential we possibly can out of the Trails of Cold Steel engine, which you know, let me remind you, is an engine made for a turn-based game and not an action RPG. So yep. it doesn't feel good, and like it just feels super cheap and unsatisfying. Um, and I have to wonder why the Xanadu name is tacked onto it. I mean, it's actually got a lot more in common with Spy. Um, you know, the, the dungeons are very similar. The main character has the same weapon as the, as the protagonist of Zvi. And, you know, there's slot machines at the end. Um, there's a similar combo mechanic. Um, but I guess like 
you can't call it Tokyo Tsvai, especially when you've got seven playable characters. But I mean, my main beef with this game is that it's Falcom seemed to think, and I know Derek that you had a similar issue with Ease Eight last year, and mm. the same issue that I had. That um, the impression that I'm getting at the moment is Falcom seemed to think that like every new game that they make has to be an, a variation of Trails of Cold Steel, and it really, really doesn't. If you if you're not doing um, this devotion to like a sense of place for a fictional country, I mean, don't and then make a 50 hour text heavy adventure where nobody is really saying anything of value they they really want you to go and speak to every one of your classmates between every mission and they none of them have anything to say and it's uh, it's it's such subpar character work for a falcom game Mm -hmm. the cast is a is a series of cardboard cutout like cliches and it's funny because not ga and not yosuke and not shinji there's not Mitsuru 1 and not Mitsuru 2. Yeah, yeah, there's two class presidents in your party. What the hell? Because Falcom is is used to doing these games with characters who may on the surface appear to be people you've seen before in other games, and then their layers are revealed eventually and gradually, and everybody tends to have so much nuance, and they're so well-written. And this is an example of, like, why good localization makes such a big difference. And why you can't just rip character ideas because it's like the guys are saying, it's not just that they set this in a high school and that there are persona esque elements. It's that there are like copies of the characters from persona, except maybe they have a different hair color and a way less memorable sort of personality. Like it's, it's crazy how much their facsimiles of characters that we all know and love from other games. Well, and that, the, 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 Yos- the Yosuke analog looks exactly like him and has the same color palette. It's just the only difference is he's not in your party. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Your your dweeby friend. He reminds he reminds me a little bit more of a uh, of um. I think his name is Kenji from Kenji. Persona Three. But that's yep. but that's that's not flattering at all. Like oh, yeah. but you you really can make a Persona or Trails of Cold Steel facsimile for all of the major characters in this game. But but there you're absolutely there's, right. There's a, it's, there's a Trails of Cold Steel character in it for no reason. That's true. <laughs> well, and this is. So, uh, so, I, I want to hit on what Derek was just saying a minute ago, and and bring up the fact that when I started Cold Steel and I didn't stick with it, but I I, I remember Derek telling me like, yes, the characters seem like they're pretty um pretty boring and pretty stereotypical, but much like Danganronpa, they start to open up a little bit mm-hmm. now. Derek, you said a second ago that that was because of localization. Do you think that a better localization job could have made these characters better? Or do you no, I mean, I think it could have followed the third. Yeah, I mean, they would have had to do some pretty substantial rewriting. I think. Okay. Okay. Well, but this is the difference between like if you look at the East Eight game uh, script pre patch and then post localization patch. Like that script is still not the strongest in Falcom's history, but it's made a lot better by a competent localization that pays attention to tone and voice direction and each character's individual nuances and quirks. So yeah, but I think Tokyo Xanity scripts just like isn't great because no no matter how good the script is, it can't save it from being this incredibly like rote and repetitive mundane story where it pretends to end three times and nothing ever happens and yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to steal Rob Sunder here, but or Robert That's Sunder. that's the biggest problem. Um I'm I'm basically at the well this game is ended. It's still going on. 
uh, despite having an ending. Um, but the thing is, like, I, I've put 50 hours in, and I'm at, I'm at the what I believe to be the final dungeon, but nothing has happened up to this point. Like, there's been no central villain. There's just been, like, you know, go in and beat some monsters. At one point, like, they really went into the Persona 4 thing. At one point, the entire town gets covered in fog, and people start, like, disappearing. Um, but nothing really happened. Nobody was behind it. It's just like trolls and ogres and, and slime monsters. Yeah. Uh, many of which who are the character, the enemy models are just lifted from cold steel. Um, and now yeah, like just, it's, it's just, just a, final it's just a sorry, go ahead, Mike. No, no, I'm sorry. It's just like, but you're right. There isn't really a central villain hmm. or, or anything with personality. It's just a vague darkness that, that is creating isolated incidents. And yeah. the and, and the thing that I had an issue with, and we won't go into specifics, of course, but in the last say five hours of the game, there are oh, three or, there are three or four wild twists in a row that don't make any sense and are barely foreshadowed and do not and feel zero percent earned, and they mostly made me more angry than interested. Hmm. I but, like yeah. how like a particular character's secret identity has the same name as his real name. Yeah, so, like not doing a good job there. Yeah, but God. um, oh, oh man. Just, just nothing happens and it's I think I had something else I wanted to say but yeah nothing happens and it's just so tiresome and it's like you know I, I really feel like my time is being wasted here and it's just it's exhausting on many levels and like I don't think there's a lot that you can do there it's just it's it's badly paced and it's it's spread out to many more hours than it should be and you know whereas like it's my um, I haven't played Argus Adventure yet, but I, I am playing Ilvard Insurrection. And the story in that game is not great, but like it's not <laughs> it's not doing what this game is doing. It's not padding it out at, with with things that you don't want to know or th- things that you really don't need to know or care about um, and trying to play it off seriously. Um, I just remember the point that I was coming back to. Um, <laughs> from what I understand um, from playing this PlayStation 4 re-release, I think that the content that they have added actually actively hurts it because um, it's it's added all these like in between each chapter um, is this uh, side chapter that you can't skip that you have to play through that's supposed to um, shed more light on what was going couldn't include and none of these add anything at all it's like two characters go shopping and then they get drawn into a dungeon and then they run and beat the dungeon and like fight a souped up boss at the end oh, yeah. and then you can go back to the narrative and it's like well this just i could have done without all of this and i could see like i still wouldn't have liked the vita game but i mean without the that additional like 10 to 20 hours of just nothing on top of what was already a nothing plot it's like why 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 yeah it is uh already padded enough in the original version and then the ex plus version appears to just add more so that's a shame so if, if you were wondering why it wasn't in our game of the year um voting folks i mean send all your hate mail to me <laughs> I, uh, it's, it's flat I, and uninspired i will stand a little bit for the soundtrack which i think is uh is you know, ranges between adequate and excellent, depending on on uh, what part you're listening to. And I think when it first came out in 2015, I think I gave it some shine in the music of the year feature for that year. But and 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 the soundtrack maybe made me uh, um, undeservedly undeservedly hyped for the game. So I was really hotly anticipating it when it came out last year. Uh, 
but it was I'm so disappointing. To give it a go. Yeah, I was. It, it was such a bummer. Just everything was so rote and wasted so much time, and it and it felt like uh, it, it felt like a C plus version of a bunch of ideas spread through a Trails of Cold Steel or a Persona game. It, it, I, I I can't recommend it. That's I mean, this it's it's exactly what I was afraid that Cold Steel would be. You know, I think we talked about this back like two years ago now when we did that retro encounter catch up on uh, on on Trails, Trails in the, the Sky, Sky second, second yeah. chapter. And you know, I was anxious going about um, about the release of Cold Steel because I was like, oh, are they really just going to copy Persona? It's not going to be good if they do. And, you know, my fears were unfounded there, but it's like, this is a game that's completely made up of all of my fears of what Cold Steel, what it was, what I thought it could have been. So, yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. And what it is is not very good. Save oh. your money, save your time, play uh, Please. Cold Steel. Play, play Trails if you want to play a Falcom game that's, you know, or good, Xanadu, that, runs, that, that runs in that engine. Or yeah. literally any East game made in the past 15 years. Yeah, not the best. Hmm. Hmm. Well, does anybody else have anything to talk about, or are we done? Um, There were some other things I wanted to hit on, but I think maybe we'll do it next episode, because I'd like to talk the new Dissidia, bad, and I would like to talk the remake of Radiant Historia, underwhelming. Which is, like, uncharacteristically negative for me, I guess, to be like this, but Dissidia, I'll just flat out say I think is bad, but... I that bums me out because I I know you like the original Dissidia and that's I loved it. Yeah, I loved the PSP pair. Played played him a ton. This one just doesn't feel right, man. I had no idea what we were doing when we tried that at E3. Yeah, it just it looked like calculus to me. It it was just numbers, and I was like, "What is my brave points? What what?" Even with the renewed interface, it just it feels like crap, and it's so cumbersome to get into matches, and the netcode is terrible, and the customization system is bad, and. I don't. I don't even know why they decided to make it a three v three game because Me it's neither. because it. I don't think it adds anything to it, and it. it, if, it would, if anything, it makes more sense to have one on one fights. And it was. I, I don't. There's so many questions I have about that game. It just seems confusing and disappointing. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it's a shame, but we can uh, talk about that when Alana's here, since um, she wrote the review for RPG fans. So I'm sure she has thoughts on that to give. All right. All she, right. She had a, you know, emotional and mental struggle writing that review. Yeah. So I think maybe we've been uh, a little hard today on a lot of the games we've discussed, but hopefully some of the enthusiasm <laughs> that we have for Monster Hunter and stuff has made up for it. So Hey, we got lots of good stuff coming out. I mean, we, we talked before oh, about yeah. Yakuza. Nino Kuni 2 looks really good. Nino Kuni 2 looks so good. I almost played Nino Kuni 1 again, but then I remembered how much I hated it. <laughs> and then you remembered, yep. <laughs> yeah, like, because... Uh, am I wrong, Derek? Nino Kuni One was not good, right? I, I just... um, yeah, I think Nino Kuni One is like a seven. I think it has a a bad battle system that sort of doesn't work. Yeah, but I, I think it is one of one of the best looking games on PS3 that I yes. just don't want to touch. Yes, I, I yes. Was that. there an easy mode you... on that game? Should I have just played it on easy? Like I, I just remember so. I think so. that wouldn't that wouldn't fix the combat system not being mm. fun. But it would at like, least make it so like it wasn't so balls hard where you just ended up like murdered at the start of a fight because your guys were like, I'm not going to heal you. And then you die. Just give me like a whole like Animal Crossing style game of running around Ding Dong Dell. <laughs> yes. yes. Ooh, like uh, Professor Layton's London Life, but set in the world yeah. of Nino Kuni. 
Oh my god! And I had to wait. And like an and narrated by uh uh what's his name uh he, the, 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 the the delightful mascot character in that game. Oh, oh drippy. Uh, drippy, yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Just have him like commenting on everything and just everyone's a... favorite Welshman. Yeah. I yeah. I have never heard a more charming way of saying that somebody's pooped their pants than Drippy's. <laughs> I'm bricking it. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, oh my god! I had to wait like the extra month for that game to come out because the the special editions were all screwed up, and then I got Ooh, it, yeah. and like five or ten hours in, I was just like, I hate it, and I hate myself for hating it, like. God damn it. Is the new game in the same world as Nino Kuni 1? Is, is it is, any... but in the future. Oh, okay. So they're going to like find the Zohar and figure out that Fei Fong Wong <laughs> was like frozen in time. Or oh my god, like they were doing a bunch of retrospectives for Xenogears because it's like the 20th anniversary, which A, made me want to cry. But it's like the, the, the 20th anniversary of Xenogears, and I was just like, man, I, I would love for them to remake that game. Just Hey, um, we're getting the uh, 20th anniversary arrangement album. Coming in April, I think. Maybe May. If they would do it, as long as they would, you know, I don't know, fix the second disc, that would be really it's, cool. It's not going to happen. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's such a weird game, but it's so amazing. It's so I love amazing. it, yeah. Just, just listen to the new music when it comes out and uh, placate yourself with the memories that you already have of the original game. Yeah, I just I have to remember not to buy that on the Vita because then I'll be in that. Damn no, do it. I'm swapping between it and Chrono Cross in bed, and I'm having the best time. You know what I'm playing on my Vita right now is Grandia, the first one. Oh, really? I thought about yeah. picking that up, but I've yeah, yeah I've got the discs. It's still real. Nice have it on Vita. Should, should I? When East Eight comes out on Switch, Derek, should I do it? I feel like I want to do it. Yeah, give it a try. Yeah, I mean, I I liked the the one East game that I played for a little bit, and I I, I could see that 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 being a fun game to play on the switch. Cause playing everything on the switch is amazing, but like, yeah. I think that game is too long and the story is bad, but I can spend like hours and hours just running around, killing things in it. It's so yeah. fun. So much fun. It does look really fun. And then we're all keeping our fingers crossed. that Valkyria Chronicles four is amazing. Cause everything they've shown for it so far, I'm like, was Valkyria revolution just like a goof Were they just screwing yeah. with us. Were they just screwing I, with us? I almost think that that game was some other new IP, but then they decided it wasn't worth, you know, wasting a lot of money on it, and they slapped the Valkyria name on it for maybe some extra sales, is my completely unfounded theory. That because it, be it, it. it doesn't make any yeah. sense for that game to exist the way it does. Poor Media Vision, though. If only Sony would let them make another Wild Arms, that'd be really nice. Ooh. Yeah, I would like that. Oh, damn it, I can't whistle. Shit. <laughs> oh. There it is. <laughs> Whenever we have Solosi on, we manage to do this. I would like. Uh, oh, Fenner! I wanted to. I, I said on your Facebook, but I wanted to say, awesome job having uh, Sheer and the Wanderer, the little, uh, the little uh, figurine. I have. Oh. It, uh, I have it above my desk right now, and I would really like a Sheer and the Wanderer for Switch. Mine is mine is uh, watching uh, us podcast at the moment. But Mine's yeah, I have my it. I have my wonderful girlfriend Justina to thank for getting that for me for Christmas. It is a really oh god, I really really liked that Vita game, and then I tried to play the DS so game, good. and it's not good. The Vita, the <laughs> DS one is t- that original. That first game is so tough. Yeah, it like it it curb stomps you in a way that the Vita yeah. game is like very nice. So yeah, it's surprising. We're getting off track. But that's because I love you guys, and I never want to say goodbye. Uh, oh, likewise. I can't yeah. say goodbye to yesterday, my old friend. Oh, wow. I keep song. holding on to 
till the end. Are we finished talking about video games today? Yeah, I think I think we're mm. done talking about video games. Uh, I kind of want to go and just do a bunch, a big karaoke event with all you guys at like one of the Korean bars in town. Oh God, that could be dangerous. Maybe next year at Magfest. Maybe sure. next year. Uh, yeah. So thank you everybody for listening to the podcast. Uh, Solosi, you gave us a Twitter, right? We do. Does the does um, the podcast I, have a Twitter? Uh, not yet. I want, I want to give the podcast a Twitter, but I'm not sure how valuable it is necessarily to do that and promote it. Um, but it, we can make it happen if we think that, uh, if we think it'll be worth it. If there's demand for it, perhaps we will do it and people can yell at me all day that I do not like the games that they like. That's understandable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, thank you everybody for listening to the podcast. For Derek, Solosi, and Fenfen, we will see you all later. Bye. Don't play Tokyo Xanadu. Play Monster Hunter World instead. <laughs> yeah, play Monster Hunter World. Oof, man, shots fired.